Okay. Ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Welcome to another episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. I'm here with my friend, Bob Schneider, and we're going to talk to you for 30 minutes about some shit. And the beautiful part is we don't even know what it's going to be yet. We are currently making a masterpiece in real time. And you get to be the lucky recipients. Sweet. I wish I was the, I wish I was those people. Yeah. Well, we are those people. Are we? I mean, we're hearing it just like they are. We just happen to be also doing it. I know, but if somebody else was doing it, but that other person was us then we would be them and we wouldn't be us. Do you think if you weren't you that you would like you? Yeah. I used to th- I, I I used to think about this all the time. Yeah, if I came and saw me play or if I listened to this podcast, I would like me. But I don't know if I would like me if I just heard one of my songs on the radio. Hmm. Like if I just heard Metal and Steel on the radio, I'd be like, mm, yeah, fuck that guy. But if I came and saw me do my real gangstery shit like I do at Saxon Pub, I'd be like, damn, that dude is a straight up gangster. Would you talk and to I, yourself? I would like me. Uh, no, because I'm a dude and I wouldn't go up and talk to a dude. <laughs> I, wouldn't go up and talk, I wouldn't go up and talk to a chick either. I wouldn't <laughs> talk to anybody. I make it sound like, oh, it's a dude thing, but it, I wouldn't talk to anybody. If somebody was on stage, I would be frightened to go talk to them. That's the funny thing I was thinking about when you were telling me that story. Is I was like, well, first flaw in this story is Bob Schneider ain't going to the Saxon pub. I would go to the Saxon pub and see me. I'd be like, all right, let's go find out what all this fucking mishmash is about with this guy. And then I would see it and I'd be like, okay. That's the real shit right there. Now I know what the mishmash is. Yeah. I mean, because that's the problem with people. They won't go check out the mishmash unless some mishmash advocate is telling them to do it because people are fucking sheep nowadays. So if fucking, I don't know, what what's a Reddit or I don't fucking know, Rotten Tomatoes, somebody, some music vloggers got to say, oh, you got to go see Bob Schneider. If they don't... Then they're not going to go. Oh, he's old. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Dude, you're getting chillaxed. Yeah, dude. This is called the lounge position. Dude, that's the most That's the most horizontal I've ever seen you doing the podcast. It feels good. I would encourage you to maybe also find a way to get on this motherfucking level, dude. I might, I might eventually. I found that if I start in the horizontal position, it's a little too... It's a little too low energy. I like yeah. to I like to bring a little heat at the beginning. Same with my love making. Like when I'm making love, 
I like to bring a lot of like energy and heat to the beginning part of it and then relax into just a horizontal, you do the work now. (laughs) How romantic. Dude, I'm fucking as romantic as it gets. Here's what's really romantic. That's what's romantic right there. That I'm looking at, what is it? A negative COVID test? It's a negative COVID test because I had a headache today and I'm like, and I felt kind of out of sorts and I was like, well, I'm about to get on a plane tomorrow and go to Chicago and Minneapolis and Milwaukee. I'm going to make sure I don't have COVID before I... Because you know why? Because I think about other people besides myself. You used to have an email address that was, I am all I think about. <laughs> yeah, because... And I still do. Thanks for giving that out. Well, anyway, I'll give you... I'll put, be putting Bob's address in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use it very often, but yeah. Well, I know, but that was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about jokes is they're meant to be the opposite of what you're saying. Sometimes. I know, but a lot of my humor is the fact I'm saying something that's ridiculous. And if you take it at face value, it's horrific. It's such a weird time. People are so... I was talking about this on my other podcast. It's like... It's just a weird time. People have an idea of something. People, instead of learning what a thing is, which is what people used to do, you would like if someone had a perspective or an idea about the world. You would like hear them out and learn what it was and process it and respond to it. Now people just have these little facsimile ideas and narratives. It's kind of what you were just saying about people checking out music, and that they're just fine with that. They have an idea of something. Uh, Ryan Adams is a creep. Dave Matthews is a goofball. Uh, the the right are monsters, the left are dummies. It's Woody, just, Woody Allen molests children. And if you watch his movies and like them, you tacitly support child molestation, etc. It's like, man, Jesus. Man, I... So I, I, we've already gone over this in the podcast where I was watching that documentary and then you're like, hey, did you read the the blog by Woody Allen's son? and Mia Farrow's son. I was like, no, I haven't. So you sent it to me, and I read it. And when I read it, it was like, oh, okay. Well, that's completely new information that I didn't have that they didn't really address in this documentary. And it sorted some things out for me. So I sent it to my ex-wife, who watched the documentary, without that information. And she's like, don't send me any more information. I've got my mind made up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... And even like yesterday, I was driving around thinking about it going, like, I just so want her to read that vlog or that blog so that she'll have the same information that I do and she'll think differently and not hate this guy. Well, now she has an an idea. Right. But it's not about her. It's about that's the whole world. Yeah. Right. You have an idea about something and you like your idea because it probably confirms something that you need confirmed because... Inside of all of our little heads is a little child, including me, that never grew up. And somehow we buy cars and houses and insurance policies and we put on suits and ties and go to work. But really, we're just scared children screaming in the dark night. And people just like the ideas. They don't want to know. Well, it's like the it's like the thing with Ryan Adams. It's not just enough to just go, well, I don't like him because he's trying to hook up with people opening up for him. They have to like add this extra thing where he's like, now he's like a pedophile. Yeah. And 
that's the same with Woody Allen. Like you can just not like him because he's a creep and he likes like dated seventeen year olds when he was in his fifties. You can just that's plenty enough to think somebody's a creep and not like him. <laughs> Why do you have to like you know go the extra step and believe this just outlandish thing that just I mean the more you look at it the more it's just like oh of course that's not true. Well, don't we just sound like two complainy, grumpy-ass, white dickheads? I mean, I don't know why you need to get racist about it. We're just grumpy dickheads. <laughs> well, Anybody I, in their 50s, I don't care what color they are, are grumpy dickheads. And if they're not, what's wrong with them? They're not paying attention. They're not paying attention. My thing is, and I like to treat the IOK community like a family. And you are definitely like a family. So... You guys get the real side of it where I'm, a lot of it's venting. Right. In the real world, you've seen this, and my wife sees it all the time because she has to hear most of my venting, and there's quite a bit of it. But in the real world, I'm nice as hell. Anyone who's ever met me out at a show or any of that hoopla knows it. So, what do you think about? Time. What do you think about? Do you know uh, who John Gruden is? No. He's the coach, or was the coach, of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. They found some emails, some emails of his surface, private emails from okay. him to a friend of his, where he used some derogatory, homophobic language. Um, and he resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders because of these emails. He was getting pressure from, I guess, sponsors and fans and players. Yeah, people. People were very outraged. Well, well, what did they say? Um, he was it pretty F, rough. F, the derogatory homophobic F word. Gotcha. Um, Fruitcake. Nope, not that one. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and he also, they didn't get specific, but he's used some racial thing. It wasn't the N-word, but some stereotype racial thing in the email. Now, here's the thing, and I'm not defending him as a person because I don't give a fuck about him, just like I don't give a fuck about Ryan Adams. What the fuck is going on, dude? These are private emails that one guy sent to another dude. First of all, of course, it's the New York Times who, like, I'm just so upset with the New York Times. New York Times is supposed to be like, you guys are supposed to be making, like, writing about real shit. You're going to write about somebody's private email and make that a story so that you can sell a few ads? You're going to destroy your reputation as a news uh, organization to sell a fucking few diet sprites? Well, what here's the fuck the, is going on? Well, here's the deal with the guy that had to resign. I mean, at the end of the day, he works for a corporation and they have interests to meet and it has nothing to do with moral. They don't care about homophobic slurs or anything. All they care about is money. And we live in a time where if you offend the culture, you may cost your employer money and they will fire you. Bye. It's simple. I mean... You know, it sucks. I don't I don't want anyone knowing my private thoughts about some shit. But what can you do, man? This as the great Phil Collins once said, this is the world we live in. These are the hands we're given. I have not talked to a single person who thinks that that that, that is cool. I've not talked to a single person where like they were like, Oh yeah, that guy should definitely be fired. 
Not right. one. Now, granted, am I talking to a lot of like 20-something or early 30-something people? No. Uh, maybe if I were to talk to younger people, maybe they would say that. But here's the problem, dude. This self-censorship or this like expecting everybody to... Uh, I I don't I don't dude I don't understand like why people are not upset about this is crazy to me. Well, because people are scared. I mean, I was just actually listening to Barry. Are you familiar with Barry Weiss? No, she worked for the New York Times, got canceled over some shit, and now she's she was a journalist, and now she basically is her own boss, has her own podcast, uncancelable, and she's basically shooting the flare into the sky. She's becoming kind of a a central figure in the anti-cancel moment. And she has a podcast called Honestly. And she's talking about it too. She just talks about uh, cowardice, you know? There's, when the when the wave is moving a certain way and people are scared of losing their jobs, they don't speak up. And she's talking about it less with celebrities and more about like in the academic field. You know, there are, there are scientists and there are thinkers and public intellectuals who are being canceled or being losing their funding because they have an opinion that offends the cultural moment. There's a difference between men and women. Uh, you know, whatever the hot top, whatever the fucking landmines are. And uh, she's pretty worried about that. I think there are people that are worried about it. Well, we supposedly live in a place called a free country. Where well, that's you have never your- been true. That's never okay. been true. George, okay, Carlin, but, George Carlin called it. He said it's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. Well, there's something called freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And if you don't honor that, what the fuck? Well, all that means is you can't go to jail for what you say. It doesn't mean you can't be socially criticized or have you know employment consequences. Your, bo- your boss is entitled to fire you. Yeah, I mean, I, believe me, I I, under, I understand that, but the fact, I just I don't know, I I find it uh, there. It, the, I think you've hit on the right word. Cowardice is the word because nobody. I mean, we're speaking up about it on this podcast, and even talking about it on this podcast is iffy and dicey. And if we were more famous, if more people knew about this podcast, we probably wouldn't be talking about it because we wouldn't want to lose. Uh, income like if we had sponsors or something uh we would lose our sponsors if we started talking about this stuff and it's like what like that's the thing that i'm like come on we need to figure we need to figure some shit out i I think it's pretty grim i think because the consequences of where we're moving in this direction uh, the, the world we're making is pretty scary um i agree with you you know i'm concerned about it uh Concerned about it it's for my like, daughter and for my friends, and it's like 1984-esque. That is one of the maybe five or five to ten books that I have read more than ten times. The book is amazing. I've only read it once, and it, I was in high school, yeah. and I have forgotten so much of my life since then. Like, I have no idea what that book even... I mean, I've seen the movie, so that I know a little bit about it. The rough. But the book itself, there's no way I would... I mean, I could read it now and be like reading a brand new book. I would encourage you to do it then because it's a real treat. It's a real gift. All right. 
Um, it's worth a read. Someone, uh, someone. Right after I get done reading my COVID test, I'll read it. Someone uh, recommended a poetry book to me. It was actually one of these dudes I'm on tour with, who's a real nice dude, and I thought it was really. We've been talking about books because finding someone who reads books now may as well may as well find a fucking lost Egyptian artifact. But anyway, he recommended this guy to me that's his favorite poet, uh, Kenneth Patchen. Do you know that guy? Uh, I know Ron Paget. No, this is Kenneth Patchen. Let me see. Let me see the cover. But even so. But even so. And then this isn't his poetry book, though. This is like poems that he... Anyway, he's kind of a 50s, 60s guy, kind of in the beat world a little bit, which I don't really get down with the beats at all. I don't get down with it at all. But check this out. So we had an eight-hour drive yesterday, so I read the poetry book. And I really didn't like it, dude. I really yeah. did not like it, and yeah. I feel like I'm going to see this guy tonight, and he's going to ask me what I thought about it. And I really don't like to lie, so I think I'm just going to tell him I didn't like it. But that's a bit of an unpleasant convo coming my way. I don't think so, dude. Art is so subjective. Like You like fucking Pearl Jam. Just because I don't like Pearl Jam doesn't mean I don't like you. Just because you don't like Kanye West, I'm not thinking any less of you as a person. No, it's, yeah. I mean, and poetry, dude, I, poetry is so subjective. Um, we have this poetry machine that we're both in where where we occasionally write poems. Uh, we're supposed to write them every week. Uh, I do write them every week, actually. But one of the guys in that is a, a great writer, Dennis Wilson, and a uh, great poet, great prose writer, um lives in new jersey and he's his favorite poet is that fucking walden what's his name uh jh walden or H? no no <laughs> who's the guy who's leaves of grass who's oh, who wrote Jesus. leaves of grass we're crushing Jesus it christ i should know wh walden isn't it something like that leaves of grass it's like goddamn walt whitman oh, jesus christ that's different who like if you look at him looks like Adam Temple like he he's a he looks like one of the guys from ZZ Top the older one yeah uh the bass player from ZZ Top anyways he loves that and he bought me the book and sent it to me and I keep it in the toilet where I read all my poetry and I tried to read it dude and that shit sucked and then I saw him and he's like what do you think I'm like dude that shit sucked and he's taught classes on it and, and loves it and just read it over and over. And I'm like, dude, that shit sucked. And guess what? We still get along. Well, I'm not worried that he's going to not like me. I don't care if he likes me or not. I just, I'm, I'm more worried about me <laughs> enduring that brief convo where I say, it wasn't for me, man, because I think he's going to try to justify it and, and try to help me crack the door open. And I, it's just going to be a combo that's not going to be very fun. Period. Here's the, here's the well, if if he's trying to if somebody's trying to get you to like something, whatever, whether it be their religion, their shitty girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it is that they're trying trying to convince you, what's what's going on there? They're trying to convince themselves I, is what's going on. This is going to sound this is going to sound kind of brutal, but there's a sense to it where I feel like it's kind of rude. Do you know what I mean? To to give somebody a suggestion or to buy try to get a book? someone to like something. Oh, 
absolutely. I feel do. Like well, it's it's, it's it, that's all of the internet is trying to convince people of your opinion. I just feel like there's something a little rude about it. Like you know, we're we're in a van out here on the road, and I'm 38, and I'm not a young man anymore, and so I get a little things can really rub me, you know. And one of my little pet peeves is like when someone's like, "Hey, look at this," and they show me oh, their yeah. phone, and it's right. a video, and I always say, "How long is that?" And if they're if it's anything over two minutes, I'm like, send it to me in a text. I'll watch it on my own time. And I feel like I'm the rude guy. Like the response to that's usually like, "Whoa, Mister Rude Guy." And I'm like, "Dude, you're being rude right now." I and I would never do that to you. Yeah. Well, I agree 100 percent with what you're saying. Nobody, dude. Uh, another friend of mine who's also in the poetry machine loves this guy. Uh, God damn it. Jim, is it Jim Morrison, the poet? Jim Morrison was in the doors. No, but there's a poet named Morrison. God damn it. Well, it doesn't matter. Ted Morrison. It really doesn't matter what the name is, but you checked it out and didn't like it. Well, he sent me a bunch of his books. Wow. What are you supposed to do? Uh, read all those? <laughs> God uh. damn it. Man, it doesn't matter anyway, what his name is. Anyways, he, he sent it to me, and it was not good. Yeah. And and I was like, don't send me any more of those books. I mean, I get what you when you like something, you want to share it. You want people to feel the way it makes you feel. I really do understand that, and I have that feeling. Jim Harrison. Okay, but I'm, but I'm very discriminant and careful with laying that on too many people. It's different on a podcast when you and I are like recommending movies and TV shows. We're speaking to a, you know, a faceless, nebulous audience. And then I think it's different if it's really close friends when you know their taste and you have a relationship. But outside of that, it's a tough, it's a tough gambit to foist. It's a foisting. Yeah, nobody wants to get anything foisted at them. No. By the you, way, you can yeah. talk about getting canceled. Think twice before you foist. Dude, think before you foist. <laughs> yeah. Think foist. <laughs> I mean, back in the 70s, you could just foist willy-nilly. Yeah. You could smoke but, in airplanes and just foist till you till you were, you know, yeah. a little foisted heart. Content. We're in the late 90s now, dude. It's different. <sighs> Uh, I miss the 90s. I used to think that I would never miss the 90s, but the 90s is in looking real good in the rear view these days. Kind of everything's looking good. Everything everything pre like two years ago is looking pretty good. Things feel very different, don't they? Just things are weird right now. Yeah. They're a little weird. Um, but you know what? We're human beings. Yeah. And supposedly, allegedly, there is a weird thing about the world and you find it like if you just look at history and you look at any point in history, it doesn't matter where and when people are always like, oh, it's all going to shit. Yeah. It's all going to shit the entire time. And like, I mean, if you look at points in history, like Shit was really, truly going to shit. Like the Spanish Inquisition, dude. Yeah, Black Plague, Holocaust. Dude, World War Two, Vietnam. How about fucking the, the Russian famine that killed like, like 
mi- tens of millions of people starved to death. And that was a hundred years ago. That was not long ago. And dude, you can go to the store and now you go to the store and you're like, these shells seem a little light. Oh yeah, because they've got these uh, cargo ships or they can't unload the cargo ships. I'm like, have you ever been to an East Berlin supermarket in the 80s? Because I was. Guess what's on those shelves? Gray paint. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, man, people are fucking pussies. Yeah. Well, I'm one of them. I mean, I consider it it such a a talent and a spiritual gift of mine to find something to complain about. Yeah, I'm in too. a very nice hotel room by myself in my own room in Pittsburgh, which is a nice place where people are going to come see me play music. And I'm tossing and turning in bed because I can't get the temperature in the room right. Dude, if you can't get the temp right in the room, that really, truly sucks. And I was grumpy at myself because I didn't put a goddamn glass of water by the, by the bed. So I had to get up and get water just like all of <laughs> Just like all the people before me who suffered horribly in the Black Plague. Well, now you know what it was like to be in the Spanish Inquisition. Right. It p- p- couldn't have been much different than not being able to immediately that get guy, a glass of water. The, the guy that was put in that contraption that was all nails on the inside and yeah. had to stand up inside of it. And then if he leaned in any direction, he was just going to hit nails. Now you know what that <laughs> felt like. That was called an Iron Maiden. Did you know that? I did not. Man, we're just learning new things, dude. Dude, here's the thing about the I'm Okay podcast. You come here for the entertainment. You leave here with the wisdom and knowledge of the goddamn elders of of dystopian futures. <laughs> Whoa. Didn't know if that plane was going to get landed there at the end. <laughs> well, I, dude, I, I, I came into a blank room. <laughs> my, my brain, once again... I was like, hey, can you give me some uh, wise names that I can throw at the end of the sentence? Oh, blank room? Go fuck yourself, said my brain once again. I don't know. You landed it. It was just a little choppy. Well. Some choppy waters. I had to fucking whip up some salad. (laughs) A little word salad. (laughs) And then whip up a little something. Well, I'm in Pittsburgh today. You're about to go to Chicago. And then. How's the weather, by the way? fucking on well you know me is it man. chilly I, I like the jacket yeah it's chilly but i love chilly you like that chilly jacket weather i like it man i like i like to be bundled up i like to i like to pull in close i like to uh, not be hot being hot sucks did you write your song for this week i wrote all of the music and programmed it in the van yesterday and now all i have to do is put my little angelic tenor voice over it and probably fuck it up and make it sound like anything other than my voice because i hate myself but and did you you wrote the lyrics and everything i have not written any lyrics yet but that's that comes easy no not at all it's just i've i've committed to the song not being one that i've fallen in love with but one that i did to get the work done because i've i've not had a lot of time out here i mean look at us right now this is an hour of my time actually more than that because then we're going to do Secret Weeklies, and I'm going to edit, and I need to eat lunch, and I had to do laundry, and then we got to leave. And then at some point, you got to go get that, refill that glass of water. If I want to have a good night's sleep tonight, I'll need to make sure I have a bottle of water over there. It was amateur amateur hour last night. You know what I did yeah. last night, though? 
No. Check this out. So we're standing. We're staying by the Pirate Stadium, which is pretty cool. Matthew Mayfield, who's a friend of mine who I've toured with for many years, he texted me and he's playing at Club Cafe last night. He's like, oh, dude, wow. he said, "Dude, are you guys in Pittsburgh? I'm playing Club Cafe, where Crazy. I've played with. I've played with you." Yeah. And so we took an Uber, me and some of the, me and my friend Ethan, and went and watched him play a, a nice acoustic set, him and Garrison Starr. And uh, that was kind of a nice road. Sometimes the road will do that to you. It'll offer that up wow. to you. That's cool. And you guys caught up? We caught up briefly, but... How's he, how's he looking? A lot of people during the pandemic aged not so well. I know I'm one of them. Uh, he was looking good. He, I mean, you know, he was looking... He's my age, you know? Like everyone in my world, we're starting to lurch into our 40s, and so... I'm taking stock of all that. We we look we look our age, you know. It's it's the fucking circle of life, man. Yeah, it is. It moves us all. So that was cool. So you got to see him yeah. hang out a little bit. Yeah, it was nice. Well, to see and him. was it was that packed? That's a tiny little place. There weren't a lot of folks there. Um, what's ha- it's happening on our tour a little bit too? What's happening is. A lot of the tour that we're on is a rescheduled tour, so that means that the tickets were sold pre-COVID. So now that we're actually here doing it, either people got refunds, people forgot, people couldn't, aren't free on the rescheduled date. So there is a percentage of of tickets sold that aren't of these people that aren't coming, right? Or they're or they're scared of COVID, which I understand. So we've been seeing that on our run too. So I think I think. He was telling me last night it was like 60 to 80 tickets sold, maybe 30, 40 people there. Yeah, I mean, that's a tight little room, too. So, I mean, it is yeah. the idea of sitting in a tiny room with a bunch of people is is a little, uh, I mean, I did it last night. I was, you know, I played I played the Saxon Pub every, every Monday, and that's a pretty small room, and it's filled yeah. with people. But I'm on stage, so I feel fine, but... If I was sitting around a bunch of people, I don't know how I'd feel about that even now, even though I'm vaxxed and feel pretty, I mean, I am i don't want to wear a mask, but the idea of sitting next to strangers for an hour and a half is a little disconcerting. Well, we're glad you all spent this 30 minutes with us because we're not strangers. We're thanks no. daddies and we we're going to be here for you and you know it and you know what to do. You need to leave that positive review on iTunes. You need to check out our other podcasts. Bob's is called The Song Game. Mine is called Metal Up Your Podcast, in which I spend almost all of my energy trying not to talk about Metallica and trying to talk about David J. Matthews. We are going to head now to The Secret Weekly. You can join us there by supporting us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash IOK. And it's basically like buying me and Bob a cup of coffee a month to say thank you. And we'll see you on the other side. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.